embracing the changes that serve us. As a single mom and entrepreneur, I have learned over the past 13 years that everything we wish to achieve, both personally and professionally, starts with our self-discovery first. The Trinity, body, mind, and soul, is the innate connection to who we are and who we wish to become. How we treat ourselves physically, what we think of ourselves, and lastly, our intuitive connection, our gut feeling, or sixth sense, is our soul trying to guide us to bring more joy and more abundance into our life. When we embrace the Trinity, incredible things can happen that will shift our lives. Join me on the Trinity of Transformation as we explore how women like myself globally have embraced this. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Trinity of Transformation. My guest today is Tress Hotzel. She is from the United States and she is a certified life coach. I am super excited to chat with her today. We actually met through a mutual friend on a really amazing Zoom call out of Melbourne, Australia, and I thought she would be a wonderful guest. So welcome, Tress. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Amazing. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, your business, and where you are located globally? Absolutely. So I am in a small-ish city in Michigan called Ann Arbor, and it is absolutely where my soul belongs. I have danced around living here, and I am back in my city, and I feel so blessed to be here. And I have done a little bit of everything throughout life. Um, the big theme that has always run through my life has been being somebody that other people know that they can reach out to when life is challenging or difficult or when emotions feel overwhelming. And I realized a couple years ago that what I actually need to be doing in life is a lot more of that. So this is not my first business that I have started, but this is definitely what I feel called to do. This is definitely much more of a vocation for me and less of a, I'm going to set out and create some big business. This is how many people can I possibly help in some way? Wow. That's amazing. I feel um, as an entrepreneur myself that when we, um, create a business or whatever we create and it is about supporting the human consciousness supporting other people um, our businesses really I feel like they expand so much more because it's from a place of love um, and coming from a place of genuine love and wanting to support other people I think is such a, a great place. Um, so have you always lived um, in the United States or in Ann Arbor? I've always lived in, in the United States. Um, I've been in Michigan for most of my life. I spent 14 months in Kansas, just outside of Kansas City, um, and then promptly came home again because this is where all of my family is. And like I said, this is, this is really where I feel like I belong. That being said, I love to travel the world. I think that it's so fun and so enlightening to meet other people and see how other people live and experience different cultures and different ways of viewing the world. The other place that I would 
pick up and live tomorrow if I had the means to be able to do it would be Venice, Italy. I absolutely fell in love with that city when I was there and I cried when I left because I felt so at home. So I would absolutely go back anytime. Nice. Yeah, I've never been to Venice. Always wanted to go. I've traveled a lot, but yeah, it looks so beautiful, so romantic. Very nice place. So a little bit about your business, maybe you could share with us. So what would be one thing you wish you had known when you began the business? One thing that I really wish that I had known when I set out to be a life coach was just how valuable coaching is. Um, I struggled a lot at the beginning with sort of the feeling of having it be an intangible business. Um, and I think that a lot of new coaches certainly feel that way. And I think that there are certainly people who are unfamiliar with the life coaching world that also feel that way. It is not, I'm going to buy a widget and I'm going to take widget home and put it on my counter. It's something that you see less of and feel a lot more of and when you don't have the the faith or the trust in yourself that you have the capability to make the changes that you're hoping to make life coaching becomes a really hard thing to engage in and that's kind of on either side of the equation as the coach or as the coachee um, and it was certainly something that i stumbled with as a new coach and here I am a couple of years later, I have worked with a number of coaches myself. I have a couple of mentors that I work with ongoing still to this day. And the, the change is astronomical. I mean, if I can, if I could physically map out where I was two years ago to where I am today, it's genuinely night and day. Like every piece of my life, quite literally every single piece of my life, my health, my mental state, my physical state, where I'm living, who I surround myself with, like everything in my life has been changed. And that change started with coaching. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I feel that um, whenever you start anything, whether it's life coaching or business or anything that involves supporting other people, there is always a large amount of growth uh, within ourselves. And you know, we look back and we go, wow, I wish I had known that now, but it, you know, it all happens when it's supposed to. And, and it's a journey for us as well, right? We grow, we learn, we fine tune ourselves so that way we can support our clients a lot better. That's, that's really, yeah. Even in my business, I have found that where I was four years ago is completely different than where I am today. Um, so yeah, that's really, really important. And what would you say would be your biggest challenge that you, you learned from it? For myself personally, um, I think that the biggest challenge that I'm still working on overcoming, and I feel like I'm in a better place now, is having faith in myself and really being able to trust that I know what I'm doing. Um, I was talking with another friend of mine who is actually doing a workshop on the the detrimental effects of overthinking. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh yeah, I recognize all of these things that you're talking about, Jen, because I have experienced so many of them. And it turns out that when you have something that's in your life that you really feel compelled to do, if you put all of your attention on that and you really think about the thing that you are meant to do, 
other things start kind of falling into place in your life in ways that you don't expect. And that's, that's been true for me throughout my coaching journey. And the more that I look back on it, the more support I see for that, you know, the more evidence that I see for that. And, and I'm still working on remembering it from day to day, but I'm getting better at that. Yeah, I think we all do that a little bit, myself included. We're always overthinking things, picking them apart when ultimately they're not serving us, but we do it. It's, it's sort of like a human trait of let's pick this apart. Let's see if we can look at it from a different way. And sometimes it supports us and sometimes it always, you know, is maybe not supports us in the best way. Um, so what would you, if there were some great uh books or resources that you have used along the way, what would those be? Or what can you suggest to some of our listeners? Absolutely. So one of my favorites that I refer to a lot is Atomic Habits. And I really wish I could remember the author's name right now. But the premise of the book is making really small incremental changes, as opposed to trying to make these large sweeping changes that so many of us feel like we need to be making. And when you can make tiny little baby step changes in your life towards the thing that you're trying to do, then after six months or a year, provided that you are consistent and have patience, you see massive sweeping changes that otherwise would have felt completely overwhelming and not doable. Um, another one of my personal favorites is the Little Book of Huga and the Little Book of Luca. Um, and those are books about just some of the simple things in life that can bring us such comfort and such happiness. And when I'm feeling really overwhelmed and when I feel like I'm, I'm rushing things in my own life or I'm feeling like I'm overwhelmed with my own thoughts to sit down and remember that lighting a candle sometimes really is just the moment that I need to take a step, take a breath, and just be for a minute. It helps me refocus the things that I'm thinking about and what I'm doing, and it gives me the gumption to be able to move forward again. So that, that one's really helpful to read through, and I really like the physical book because the illustrations are just gorgeous in that. Mm, nice. Um, yeah, I think these are great, and we'll definitely drop them in the show notes. The Atomic Habits, um, I definitely resonate with that one. Um, I know myself with Mike's clients, I always tell them that trying to do everything all at once will never work because it's like a habit. You have to slowly get it into that routine like we get up in the morning and we brush our teeth and we brush our hair. And when it becomes so simplistic and a routine, then doing something as simple as meditating. I, I get that a lot where people will say, well, I don't know, how long do I have to meditate for? Or, you know, am I doing it right? Or is this the right way? Or should it be longer? Should it be shorter? And I'm like, it's not about doing it to someone else's standards. It's about doing it for yourself and slowly incorporating it, even if it's just, I would say, two minutes of just sitting quiet or, you know, I, I like to always say when people do the dishes, you know, when you get into that routine where the ego mind is busy and you're washing the dishes and suddenly the thoughts start to come in and you're open, even just something simple. So that's, that's yeah. a great book. Yeah, I'll definitely put them in the show notes. Um, and what would you say that 
in this journey that's something that people have misunderstood about you? Oh, that is a great question. Um, I think that the most recurring thing that people seem to misunderstand about me is especially for people who don't know me well, is that I am eternally positive. Um, and I try to take a very optimistic view on life as often as possible, but I still have bad days. I am very much human and I have actually lived with depression for most of my life. And it's something that a lot of people don't know about me and they see me today smiling and happy and enjoying life and trying to find the silver linings as my best friend always refers to them in kind of every situation. And that's a very intentional view on life that I take. And that is a very intentional way that I approach life because I have experienced the other side of it where everything felt so heavy and so negative and so dark for so long that I make an effort every day to have the best day I know how to have. It doesn't mean that they're always good days, but I do my best to have the best day I know how to have. And for people that only see me once a week or only talk to me on occasion or even only see me on social media, I try to be as real as possible on social media, but I also try to put a lot of positivity out because there's so much negativity in the world that people get this idea that I must just be happy all the time. And that is the furthest thing from the truth. I experience the entire gamut of emotions, just like every other human being. Mm. So that's great that you shared that with us, because I feel sometimes that um, in order to sort of make our journey and whatever it is we choose to do, there's always these challenges and whatever that is. I know for myself, um, it was a lot of ups and downs with my children and, and a very um, abusive relationship. And for yourself, it was depression. And this is something that I feel um, affects a lot of people in this day and age. And I know they, there is a, a lot more uh, vocalization about it. People are talking more about it where before it was just swept under the rug and here, take a pill and you'll be fine or, you know. Um, but I think that the more that people start to understand um, that some of our society, social paradigms and cultural influences don't always support um, anybody or even our younger generation. I mean, I've seen kids at the age of, um, well, my daughter even, you know, she would start when this COVID thing happened, she started to get very depressed because suddenly she couldn't connect anymore. She was feeling, and it was actually scary um, as young as 15 to have to say, like, I don't know what to do. Um, so yeah, um, and, and have you, was that your family supported you through that or did you have mentors that helped you through that? So it was a little bit of everything. I am exceptionally lucky in that I am very close with my family and I have two older sisters that were always willing to listen to me without judgment. They were always willing to genuinely hear what I had to say. And I think that everybody needs somebody like that in their life. Um, I, again, I was one of the lucky ones and that I had that in my siblings. Um, and Honestly, even my little brother, as we got older, I've been able to have some really in-depth and wonderful conversations with him. And so as, as I've gotten older, I have 
built an even bigger circle of support through people that I love and that love me back. Um, and I would say that that was a big component of it. And the other big component of it is that I was really willing to get curious about myself. And it took a long time. And I was on medication for a long time because what I needed was for the roller coaster of emotions to be slowed down to a point that I could actually handle them because I was in such a heightened emotional state in a negative way for so long that I had a really big challenge just trying to live. Um, and so to be able to go on medication where I could get some of that under control so that I could start to get curious and examine when am I the most emotional? Where are my triggers? What is it that's really causing these, these thoughts, these feelings? And then from there, being able to journal, being able to work with therapists, being able to work with coaches, being able to work with mentors. So I had a huge network of support in myself, in the people that are very close to me, and in people that don't know me really well in a personal way so that I had much more comfort being open and vulnerable with them. And I think that all of those things together were absolutely what I needed to do for myself. Mm. And I feel that when we go through those, it's, it's, it gives us support and understanding, especially as coaches and mentors towards other people of really being able to connect with people and saying, you know what, I really understand that because I've gone through it so I can relate. And it's different for everybody. However, there is a little bit more understanding um, when you've gone through a little bit of it yourself. That's, uh, that's great to know that you had all of that support. I know for my daughter, it was, um, there were days, there was a lot of ups and downs. We incorporated a little bit of Reiki because of course at that time it was, we were under complete lockdown. So the only thing we were doing was distant Reiki to sort of get rid of some of the negative energy that was in her. Um, and just every day really getting her out with nature and connecting with our animals and I said to her just that will support you because this is all we've got right now there wasn't much we could do under that so yeah I think I think if our um, society understood a little bit more about our younger generation and, and even anybody at any age that when they start to have these thoughts that really having a good support group to really help them and and walk them through it is super important Absolutely. Well, and I think that it's really important to both as parents and as individuals that there is a willingness to explore myriad options. You know, I, I talked with several therapists before I found one that I liked. I've worked with a number of coaches for a bunch of different reasons. And so it's, it's just like anything else that if you try it once and it doesn't work for you, it might be that that just wasn't a good fit. And that's okay because we are all human and we have our own needs. And so some people might work better with us than other people do. And I think that the, the willingness to continue trying different things, finding different ways to connect, whatever that means. So if it's in nature, with animals, with people, with yourself, that is helpful. And being able to continue exploring on that journey is probably one of the most important things. Absolutely. No, definitely. Now, 
you mentioned that we had some mentors so um and we all do because i always believe that uh, it's super important to have people in our lives that i don't like to say is smarter than us but have maybe more experience or something and, and you learn from that so if there were three people that you could uh, mention that have really inspired or changed your life in some way who would they be oh my gosh <laughs> um <laughs> so i guess we'll we'll sort of start personal and go a little bit bigger um the first person that comes to mind for a number of different reasons is my dad um, he passed away almost four years ago, and the lessons that I have learned since his passing have somehow become more important things that I can look back and relate to things that he taught me in childhood or things that he taught me just because of who he was. Um, the, the notion that I hold that everybody has an interesting story to tell directly comes from him. And he proved that very true. And so that allows me to be really open to hearing what other people's stories are and what they have going on. Um, and that, you know, that makes my world such a rich place. Um, moving a little bit further out to people that are kind of outside my inner circle. Um, there's one person in particular that comes to mind probably pretty much every time I get this question, and that's my friend Nick Sweeno. Um, he owns multiple businesses. He has a gorgeous family. He is an exceptional friend. He is generous beyond belief. And just knowing that it is possible to be the kind of entrepreneur he is and run businesses the way that he does and still be able to enjoy all of life the way that he does. He travels and he teaches and he inspires so many people around him that to be able to say, I know him is phenomenal and to be able to call him friend really just warms my heart and it makes me so happy to know him. Going further above and beyond that, um, if there was somebody that I could be connected to, that I could sit down and say, I wanna talk to you for two hours and just download as much information as I possibly can from you. Honestly, I think I would say Michelle Obama. Um, her, her poise, her drive, her, absolute insistence on helping girls and women own who they are mm -hmm. and be able to be champions for themselves in their own right is awe-inspiring to see and to know that that she's in the world with us is really just such an encouraging thing to me yeah no she's an incredible lady she really is Oh, that's great. Um, these are all wonderful things. Is there, um, maybe you can share with our listeners um, where they can connect with you online? Absolutely. So the easiest way to find me is at deeperdecisions.com. That's my website. There is a link there to be able to connect with me. You can also find me on Facebook, again, at Deeper Decisions. I am actually taking a social media hiatus until September of 2020. So 
past that, you will find me back on there, but I just needed a little bit of break and some time for me from social media. So that one is uh, in a couple of weeks, you'll find me back there. My website is definitely the easiest or just reach out and email me at trust at deeperdecisions.com. I love getting emails. I love, as you can attest now, I love just meeting new people and sharing stories and connecting with people and you know, I think as evidenced by this podcast here, I really could go on for hours and hours. So, <laughs> so, you know, let's be digital pen pals. That would make me really happy. That's amazing. So um, I definitely will put that in the show notes so they can all connect with you. And I always like to ask this question as we wrap up, um, what would you, or how would you say that you have embraced the Trinity? So that is body, mind, and soul that has changed your life or your business. How would you say I, I love this question. I think that this was probably one of my favorites that you sent me as I was prepping for this. Um, and three has always been a big number for me, always, my whole life. Um, and the idea of body, mind, and spirit has always been a big deal for me. Mm -hmm. And for me, it really is very evident in the journey of my coaching business. It started with um, me doing an elimination diet to get some of my own personal physical issues under control. And so it started with the body aspect. And from there, it changed how I thought about things in life in general, how I thought about challenges and how I thought about getting from where you are to where you want to be. And what does that really look like? Mm. And from there, that really started to change who I am as a person and, and not necessarily change who I am as a person, but it allowed me to really embrace who I am and highlight that in a way that I never had before. And so for me, it started with the body aspect. And for some people, it doesn't. But they all work together all the time, if you're listening and if you're paying attention. And I love that. And I love being the, the walking embodiment of that. And my business is built around that. Mm, nice, nice. Yes. It's so important and um, that we embrace those three because like you said, they are connected, the body, mind, and soul. And when we dive deeper and we connect with that innate connection, it, it really does guide us the right way. And when we honor our body and take care of it, um, it really, again, it does guide us and help us and support us. So amazing. Well, thank you so much, Tress. This has been incredible. I had a great time chatting with you and thank you again. Thank you so much for having me. This has been phenomenal. I really appreciate the opportunity. You're welcome. Trinity of Transformation with Rochelle Harlington will be a bi-weekly podcast where I not only will discuss my journey and life embracing the Trinity, but I also will be sharing stories from other amazing women who have transformed their lives. Let's build a community around this empowerment. Find me on social media at rootedforsuccess.com, Rooted for Success on Instagram and Facebook, and make sure you like and comment on this podcast.